I just left Walter Reed Medical Center, and it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders, and I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. All right. That was President Donald Trump in a video he released to Twitter after he returned to the White House yesterday. And this is the Cairo Radio Rundown and a podcast that is released to all podcasting platforms every Tuesday and Thursday. If you don't already know, this is a show where we collect all the takes from Cairo Radio hosts on the biggest news stories of the week and we juxtapose them together in a way I'm not sure yet if they appreciate. I'm Jake Rummel. I know I don't have to do that much setup on this one, but I will just say Trump tested positive for COVID-19 Thursday. Then he spent that weekend at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. We'll get right into it. John and Tom, our afternoon drive show, were on the air when Trump put out that video you heard at the top. This was their immediate reaction to hearing it. Now we parse through the words and try to find out, was he speaking to himself or was he speaking to the American people? He could have added in there, you know, just take the precautions. He missed <laughs> oh my God. He <laughs> missed an opportunity to go, look, I felt it. It was scary at times. We got great medical, but there's no need to risk it. Um, but... You know, just you can beat this. We can beat this, but you just don't want to get it. That that would have been a little bit more subtle, but I guess he's just <laughs> letting everybody know he's back on the horse again. And here yeah. we go. We're going to continue this fight. And that's I may all. fall off, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. I yeah. think he completely fumbled it. You're right. I agree. I what you suggested right before the uh, uh, break there was what Matthew Dowd, who is a former uh, Republican analyst and uh, advisor to George W. Bush, he said what he should do is come out of this and say, I'm a changed man. I yes. now understand the concerns. Right. He says, you're not going <laughs> to you're not going to lose any of the no. people that already support you. We'll get just a little bit more of John in here before we move on. Basically, he's saying if you think of the Trump administration as a TV show, he feels it's becoming more and more frustrating that Trump is such a static character. Think just just for a moment. Just play the game. Yeah. If he had said, like you were suggesting, mm-hmm. and I had suggested as well, you know what? This this is some serious stuff. I'll tell you, I looked into my doctor's eyes and I was scared. And I said to him, is this going to kill me? And I have... St- I've got a better understanding. And those 208,000 people who've lost their lives to this COVID and, and those of you that stood by outside of the emergency room because you couldn't go in, I've been inside that room. And I can tell you right now, it's serious. I mean, you could take a shot at China if you want. Yeah, at some sure. point, just sort of throw in there that, you know what, thank you for all your prayers. Thanks for those people that were cheering me on. Um, and uh, just something about just understanding that, that you're empathetic to those who are going through this. And yes. you, yeah, like you say, a changed man. People yeah. want, people will look for anything. Just show me one thing that you have grown as an individual that you're slightly different than you were when you first got office four years ago. Just show yeah. me some evolution as a character, right? And then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe there's a chance for growth. Mm-hmm. Ah, God, he's so bound up by the fact that the media would have a heyday on him. Trump admits that he was wrong. Yeah, that's what the headline would be. But the headline would go away. And then, you know, what would be left would be the residue or at least the warm, glowing feeling of, well, look at this. The guy's evolved. Ursula Reutin on from 9 a.m. to noon with G. Scott raised some concerns about what they're doing to mitigate the White House outbreak that we've been hearing so much about. The White House has apparently rejected an offer from the nation's public health experts, basically the CDC, to track down and notify those people who might have been exposed to the virus. And New York Times reporter Michael Shears got COVID, 
He thinks it was from that same ceremony, and he says he hasn't heard from the CDC or anyone from the White House. The thing that's going to stop this is contact tracing, is finding out every minute detail about where and when somebody was infected so you can go back and contact all those people. And I will say it's now, you know, 10 days, 11 days, whatever, since I... think that I was probably infected uh, on, on, the, on that Saturday. Um, I've not been contacted by the White House. Nobody from the White House has said uh, boo. I, when I hear this, it's, it's heartbreaking, right? Like, so what gives? Why? Why would you not want the CDC to go through with the proper contact tracing? Because you want to minimize it and make it look like it's nothing more than the flu. And in Minnesota, so President Trump held a campaign rally there last week. The state health department there says they're ready to do the contact tracing, but they need lists. They need to know, okay, who were at these events? Who was at this event? But the White House and the Republican National uh, Committee have not given any lists. And it's probably because the people who would give you those lists are sick with COVID themselves. Next, we'll go to Dory Monson on After Gene Ursula from noon to three. He felt the media response to this is a result of a misunderstanding of Trump's central message. What the president said was, don't let it dominate you. Because fear is a horrific thing to carry around every second of every day. And I talk to people who are depressed who are riddled with anxiety. We got kids on the margin who are failing online school and they don't have any other source of positivity in their life when they used to have sports or band or drama or hip-hop or any activities that they can no longer do. And we're destroying human beings through fear more than are being destroyed by the coronavirus. So that's my rebuttal to everybody in the media who says that it's a horrific thing to say, don't let it dominate you. That doesn't mean be reckless. You should take all kinds of precautions. I do. I wash my hands all the time. I maintain social distancing. I wear a mask when I go into a store. I take all kinds of precautions, but I'm trying not to let the fear that politicians and media want to instill in us solely so they can control us. I'm, I'm furious at the media reaction to somebody saying, don't let it dominate your life. That's a good, healthy, positive outlook. That doesn't mean be reckless, doesn't mean throw caution to the wind. It means take appropriate precautions, but don't let it dominate you. Another big part of the conversation has been about who's really to blame for Trump contracting the virus. And we'll get Dave Ross's take here. He does have to take some blame here. He did set up a situation where, for example, a foreign enemy might be tempted to send young asymptomatic people to shout, we love you, we love you at his rallies as close to the podium as possible. But I think the real problem was the conduct of his friends. The true believers who see his presidency as a once in a lifetime opportunity and yet who obviously didn't see fit to protect him. It's on him that he didn't mask up, but the people loyal to him needed to adapt to that. Remember, the mask is not to protect you, but to protect others. Right. So even if the president himself was opposed to wearing one, the people around him, the people who support him, the people who love him should have worn theirs to protect him. But Dave, you say he would just tell them to take it off. Of course he would. 
But sometimes when you love someone, you disobey them. That's what loyalty is about. It's not just pretending to be on the leader's side to keep your job. It's truly wanting to protect him. And I have to believe that rule number one in the loyalty handbook is whatever you do, don't be the person who infects the leader with an incurable disease. So that is the Kyber Radio Rundown for October 5th, 2020. Once again, I'm Jake Rummel, usually the producer of the Tom and Curly Show. If you heard something on the rundown and you want to respond, head to the MindNorthwest.com inbox. You can find all of our hosts there and email them individually. Thanks again for listening. You don't always have time to listen to every Kyber radio show, but you'll always have time for the Kyber Rundown. See you with VP Debate Highlights on Thursday.